1: Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette and PackersNews.com uh, now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And uh, and Ryan, uh, boy, I tell you what, uh, what do you take away? When you think about last night's ball game and, and some of the things that come to mind, what, what probably come to mind?
0: Just dominance. I mean, I think that's the, been the, the word through four games now. What's the best Packers offense that you've seen in recent history? It's the 2011 offense, right? Well, through four games in 2011... The Packers put up 148 points, 1,797 yards, which is a lot. They have 152 points and 1,783 yards through four games this season, and it's different. It's it's not the depth in the receiving talent plus your Michael Finley and just just throw into a really talented guy every play like they were in, in, in 2011. Really, this offense. It, the bedrock of this offense, to go along with the quarterback, is the the depth and the talent of their backfield, and you saw it last night. As good as Robert Tonyan was, and he he had just you know three touchdowns. He had he had a night for the for, for the ages for for that kid. It was really the ability to use Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, not just as running backs but as receivers, to share the field together, to dictate matchups with those two, that really was laid the groundwork for the entire offensive approach. And, you know, when you are undermanned at receivers, they were last night, no Devontae Adams, no Alan Lazard, obviously it really helps to have a couple of running backs like they've gotten in, in Jones and Williams. And it, that, that was, that was everything for, for this offense. And so it's, it's just, it's been, it's been dominant through four games. It's going to be a really fun, Bill, to see in two weeks, this Packers offense against the Bucks defense, because that, that's going to be a tremendous matchup. We got to wait to get there. But it's it, through four games. You couldn't really ask for much more.
1: Um, the play of uh, we we started with Aaron Rodgers, obviously, and and people say, well, we've noticed a change. He's a happier quarterback. He's buying in. What specifically have you noticed?
0: He gets rid of the ball quicker, uh, and he's thrown to a lot of open guys. And so when the ball's on time, and your guys aren't covered, this is what it looks like, right? I mean, how many times was Robert Tanyan actually covered? He, he was tripped. On a touchdown last night, he did that somersault uh got up without breaking stride, caught the ball for his third touchdown. So how many times was he actually covered it, it, The Falcons didn't cover him um, right it's just been like that all all season like he's thrown to open guys he's thrown on time and he, he he's got the arm talent i mean i don 't think anyone really ever questioned whether or not he had any arm talent you, you see him make all the throws the past couple of years that that was never questioned. It was just he would hold the ball, hold the ball, hold the ball. And it was kind of like watching an engine run without oil. It, it, was, it was painful to watch because it just it wasn't on schedule. It was delayed. It, it, just, it looked off. This this is different. And it, I think it really does – it starts with, with the ability to get rid of the ball. You can say whether or not that's Rodgers making a conscious decision to deal it or if it's because guys are more open. It's probably a bit of both. Um, And then the cerebralness, the the, the ability to – and I'm curious what your judgment is, Bill, uh, on this one. That that third and seven, I I thought it was hut go and not hard count that he said. Either way, it's third down. If you know anything about Rodgers on third down at this point, he's going to hard count you on third down. It, It is an obvious thing. It's third down, he will hard count you. He's done it all season. He's done it for multiple seasons, and he's still able to get the Falcons to jump. How you don't watch the balls? I, I, I don't know. I don't know how it's obvious that's going to happen, and, and it still works. It's it's really remarkable. He's just playing the game at a different plane right now.
1: I look at um, the guys around him, and so is the level of talent that we judged better than what we thought it was, or being elevated because of Rodgers.
0: And scheme, I think it's being elevated as much about scheme as, as as the quarterback really. Um, guys are being schemed wide open. Look at that, you know. And this th- this is maybe a bad example because Aaron Jones is really really talented. But look at the Aaron Jones touchdown. Look look at that in terms of scheming guys open. Two defenders take Robert Tonyan on the inside, and Aaron Jones is standing. The, the Aaron Jones, the NFL's leading touchdown guy, like going back to last to start of last year. Nobody in the league has caught caught or rushed for as many touchdowns as Aaron Jones. If there's one guy near the goal line that you need to cover, it's Aaron Jones. And he's wide open in the left flat because two guys took the the, the inside route. Uh, Guys are getting schemed open. The quarterbacks, obviously, a great quarterback elevates receivers. And, you know, I I, I don't think that – I think the talent is what it is. I I think people are maybe a little premature – to decide, okay, not getting a receiver in this spring is, is not going to have any effect. It hasn't had any effect. It hasn't had any detriment whatsoever in the first four games. Wait until they, you know, the, the long haul. Wait until they go up against better defenses, the truly elite defenses of the league, which they're going to have to encounter if they want to go to the Super Bowl at some point. Um, I'm st- I still think it's premature to say it's not going to have any detriment, but through four games it certainly has been no issue whatsoever.
1: Um, The defense, I know Zadarius Smith talked about tackling fundamentals last night, things that they need to work on. Um, You know, it it wasn't as relevant or evident last night as we had seen, to say, against Kamara of the Saints. But I I thought it was a better defensive performance uh, last night, didn't you?
0: Yeah, it it, it was really a resurgent defensive performance. Zadarius Smith getting three sacks and getting off the, not really off the snide, you know, he had two sacks in three games, but it just wasn't, and he also had the game-changing fumble, forced fumble against Taysom Hill in New Orleans, but it wasn't a dominant performance yet. He, he'd been getting a lot of double teams, and, you know, he said he wasn't frustrated, but it, it's, it's hard to think he wasn't a little frustrated with all the double teams he's getting. Well, three sacks, he's now tied for the league lead with five sacks. Um, what they were able to do against Calvin Ridley, you know, he he had the hamstring injury coming in, so he wasn't 100%, but zero catches is Mind-boggling because that guy, that, that that just doesn't happen with Calvin Ridley. Um, so a really good performance uh, in the secondary. Bottom line: sixteen points against this Falcons offense is pretty good. You know, it, you go back against us with the same cast of characters to past years when this Packers defense didn't belong on the same field as the Falcons' offense. I mean, it, it, it could not, would not, should not even try to cover Julio Jones and and, and defend Matt Ryan. Uh, it was very different last night.
1: I, uh, I like what they're doing with many different formations, many different sets, many different features. Uh, the question I had asked me numerous times last night is Aaron Jones playing himself into a pay raise that is not going to be able to be afforded by the Green Bay Packers.
0: Well, with cap manipulation not being able to be afforded is a very uh, loose term because teams if they want to go out and and afford a guy, they can go out and afford a guy. Um is he paying playing his way into a very lucrative contract? Yeah, um you know, he's I tweeted it earlier. At the quarter poll of the season, he's on pace for 1496 rushing yards, 540 uh receiving yards and 24 touchdowns. Only two guys in NFL history have had 15 rushing y- 1,500 rushing yards, 500 receiving yards, and 25 touchdowns in a season, LT and Priest-Holmes. That's the type of season that, through the quarter pull, Aaron Jones is flirting with. Suffice it to say, if he's able to approach those numbers, he's going to get a lot of money, and, and there's no question about that. Now it's 12 more games to go, and, and who knows what's going to happen for multiple reasons, right? He's got to stay healthy. Uh, COVID has to not derail this entire season, which is obviously a, a great potential of, of happening. Uh, but who knows what's going to happen. But if if he gets those benchmarks, he's going to get paid.
1: I, uh, I like the way Matt LaFleur has called games. I know at the goal line, he has stated over and over again, he needs to be better. Last night, Boy, I tell you what, you could clearly see they were stacking the box. You put in a two-tight end set and drop somebody out into the flat. I mean, it was – i because I would said go for it. I love the fact that he's aggressive. But I thought the play call is what everybody thought was going to happen, and sure enough, that's exactly what happened. And they were running down on time, and they had to call it really fast, and it seemed like they were a step slow. So it was a calamity of different things that did not allow them to punch it in. Um, that's the one area, if I had any criticism at all for some of the play calling, that's the one area where I think I might take – a step back and say, okay, have the play calls inside that red zone or on those fourth downs where they've been trying to punch it in, have those been good? Have you had the same assessment?
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it's remarkable. 152 points, first time in Packers history that they've opened a season with 30 points, four straight games. As good as the offense has been, they haven't really been that good in the red zone, which is kind of counter-logical, right? You wouldn't think an offense this dominant would be anything but dominant in the red zone. And they haven't been, uh, you know, the issue, you know, Matt Lafleur, as he's done since he was hired, took himself to task last night for not being in the same flow and in rhythm as a play caller, as he was the previous week in new Orleans. Um, and a great example was that fourth and goal from the one where Matt Lafleur talked about seeing as they lined up, the Falcons defense was in cover zero. They were sending everyone on the run he knew what the play call was. He knew that it was a dive into the middle of the line. You don't do that against cover zero. He he really he was hard on himself for not calling a timeout. He he said he liked the he liked the gumption right. He liked the idea of going for it there, and that makes sense. He's an aggressive guy. This is a very good offense. It, it, the defense was good last night, but but it, 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 for the most part, they've had to outscore teams to win early this season. It, the, the idea that the, the thought process checked out. It made sense. The play was not a good one, and, and he knew that. So, um, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, one, you you want production anyway, and they've had it, but two, you want accountability when the production isn't there and, and, and there's a, something that doesn't go right, and, and you've gotten a lot of that from Matt LaFleur.
1: Um, defensively, I want to go back to the defense. Mike Pettin, he was kind of moving guys around a lot last night. You don't have a Kenny Clark. Obviously, Kirksey has gone down. That linebacking core uh, became really kind of the focal point last evening. Give me your assessment of the middle linebacking core, real quick.
0: Well, you know, it, it's amazing that Chris Barnes is, is linebacker number one right now when, you know, it's he, he was released out of camp. Um, the Falcons didn't do anything in their game plan to hurt the packers second level and that's if if you can hurt this this defense you would think it'd be on the second level they didn't really take advantage of that so um are there deficiencies there yeah sure but so far they've been able to hide them and cover them effectively
1: great stuff as always ryan i certainly appreciate a big win last night for the packers Uh, and anything coming up that you're going to write about during the bye week specifically
0: you know, it, it, we'll see. I think that that's what today is about. I, I, I was struck, Bill, with how Matt LaFleur closed his, his comments last night. You know that players have to stay home for the bye. Usually mm-hmm. they'd be allowed to leave, and this is for veteran players like Aaron Rodgers. This would be, you know, take a week and just get, get out of Dodge, right? Well, they can't because of COVID protocols. And it was stunning to me just, uh, just to see and to hear Matt LaFleur pleading with the green bay community to wear masks to to do to be responsible with public health because the players are staying here and if you look at the data right now here is not where you want to be like this is northeast wisconsin is not where you want to be inundated and 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 isolated and and staying here um so it it, you know it's it's really remarkable kind of basically just taking citizens the task and saying, you know, if you want to, you're a Packers fan, you want to do what you can to help the team, you tailgate, you you come to games, you're, you're horse by halftime because you want to lend your voice to help the team win. Well, if, if that's who you are and you don't win a mask, wear a mask, you know, you, you got to reevaluate. So, uh, he, he was as direct and as blunt as, as I think we've ever heard him. We've, we've heard him be very direct and blunt when it comes to COVID, but never more so than last night, basically pleading with, with citizens to wear masks. And if you look at the data in Northeast Wisconsin right now, for every good reason, um, you know, if you're a Packers fan, you want to see this magical season continue, put a mask on.
1: I think at some point, too, don't they, they want to put fans back in the stands. I was saying that uh, last night right. that I know that, that after the first two games, they wanted to reevaluate. How can you do that right now or at least consider that when you do have a hot spot? Now, granted, other stadiums are doing it, and even collegiate stadiums are doing it, but if you're the Packers, do you then kind of pull back and hesitate because you're sitting in the midst of a hotspot right now?
0: You can't do it responsibly. I don't know if they will or not. They haven't given an indication, but if you just look at the number, this is not opinion. It's 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 fact. It's data. It's it's number-driven. Look at the data, and then try to decide how you can do that responsibly. Right. You, you can't. And and so if you want that to go down, if you want a chance to be at Lambeau Field this season, put a mask on. I I understand that this has become politicized. But at the end of the day, data is data. And if you want if you want to be actively involved, if you want to see this Packers season continue, and and and. And go to where it might be heading. This is one, This is on the. This team is on the short list of teams that could absolutely win a Super Bowl this year. This is a potentially magical season. If you want to see that continue, if you want to be part of it in the stands, you wear a mask. It's as yep. simple as that. No doubt. Good stuff, buddy. As
1: always, appreciate it. Okay. All right. Take care, Bill. There you go. Talk to you soon. Uh, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette brought to you by Thomas Marola Law Offices. Divorce, child custody, and other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with personal service and somebody who's been doing it for a long time. That is Thomas Marola Law Offices online at MarolaLaw.net or call him, 414-327-5800. Great guy, 414-327-5800.
0: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.